Are you sick of the same old disability stereotypes? We were too, so we did something about it. Welcome to That Was Unexpected, the disability lifestyle podcast for everyone. Brought to you by Youngcare and hosted by me, Lisa Cox. Join our amazing guests as we delve into topics that don't often hit the headlines. So let's do this. Prepare for the unexpected. If you're low vision like me or have other accessibility requirements, check out our show notes. Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of land on which we record. We pay respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome to episode one of That Was Unexpected. That Was Unexpected is a podcast that will challenge your perceptions around disability. Each month, our host, Lisa Cox, will be speaking with advocates, experts and friends about the experiences of people living with disabilities with the purpose of normalising disability and celebrating inclusion. Why do we think Lisa's the perfect host for this podcast? Well, apart from being a writer, TEDx speaker and internationally awarded thought leader, Lisa is a very proud member of the disability community. She acquired multiple visible and invisible disabilities nearly 20 years ago. And while she couldn't change what had happened to her, Lisa could and is using her voice to help change social attitudes towards disability. As a Young Care Ambassador, Lisa wanted to learn more about the origin of the organisation that is leading the way in creating an inclusive Australia. Young Care was born out of a significant need, but really its success has been due to the power of community and friendship. In 2005, four mates vowed to change the gap in care provision for young people with high care needs. When at the age of 33, the late Siobhan Connery, who had multiple sclerosis, ended up living in aged care. It was the only place that could provide for her care needs. So her husband at the time, Dave, rallied his mates and they created Young Care with the purpose of creating age-appropriate homes for young people with disabilities. Dave and Lisa had a chat in the studio and here's what they had to say. It was new to me, the whole disability space, but it was, it was through my first wife, Siobhan, who unfortunately through her MS became quite debilitated and over time we sort of learned to deal with disabilities as they came. Um, it, was a, um, it was a process that sort of came on slowly and then more quickly and then more debilitating as it went on. So that learning disability was, was on the run for us um, and, and subsequently became quite a um, terrifying experience really given what we didn't know and then what subsequently became... Um, parent was her future. So um, that was really the driver behind Young Care in the end. You know, subsequently, her disabilities and, and her illness more so meant that you know she needed care outside the home, which wasn't available, and the concept of Young Care came about. It really, really is fantastic what what you've achieved. And when you first told your mates about what was happening to Simone and what was their reaction? What did they do and say? Oh, look, they saw it as I saw it. You know, they were great friends with her um, and uh, and could see what the illness was doing to her. So they, it wasn't news to them really, but um, I guess the challenges that you, sh- that you share privately, you know, became apparent to them and, um, and they were as saddened as I was by by, uh, by Siobhan's situation. And But also, you know, I think all of us, uh, all our friends and our family were, were, were quite motivated by the bravery that she showed in, in a very stoic nature she had in, in dealing with a very challenging situation and uh, 
but yeah, they uh, they could see what I, that we all saw, and that was a very challenging situation for her, particularly, and subsequently for all of us. Yeah, I suppose everybody has a such a different situation when they they acquire a disability, particularly, and tell people about disability or a chronic illness. And I had a different situation, and lots of people I've spoken to do. And what would be your advice for people who who do either acquire a a chronic illness or a, a disability in terms of supporting people? Oh, look, uh, I don't know. Everyone's circumstances are different. We, we were, I guess, um, on reflection, we were very fortunate to have a, a great support network of family and friends and um, and I guess if whatever advice I can give um, is, to, is to, you know, really share your situation with them what you're going through, what, what help you need. I think that's that's a great way to alleviate some of the stresses and, um, you know, to really sort of collectively sort of support the person who needs support and whether it's, um, yeah, particularly on the emotional side of it, it's it's very important to share your situation with family and friends and rather than sort of bottle it up, which probably I did a lot of the time, but um, but eventually, you know, you feel the need to sort of share and that's, that's such a great relief when you've got that support there because they all want to help. Yeah, I think sharing is probably really, really important from, from my point of view as well. My involvement with Young Care came from a now, now famous 60-minute story that aired uh, over 10 years ago and that's where Young Care really got uh, known. Uh, so many people found out about Young Care because previously not a lot of people knew that this uh problem, quote-unquote, existed, and myself included. Um, And I had been previously um, over a year in hospital and because of the nature of my my injuries, my disabilities, had spent so much time in, um, I suppose, with people old enough to be my grandparents. Um, That included a stroke and hip replacement and things like that. Yeah. And lovely, lovely people, but we had nothing in common. And so talking to them about war stories and their grandchildren, I was just like, yeah, no. So I came out of hospital and was watching 60 Minutes one night and was just glued to the screen and watched this story, just tears rolling down my face and remember watching it thinking, holy shit. How grateful am I firstly to have got out of hospital and have sort of been getting on with my life? But secondly, how terrible is it that there's still thousands and thousands of young people in old people's homes who couldn't get away from the situation that I was once in? So at the time, I had no job. I was fortunate enough to be back home with mum and dad. But I didn't have any money because I had a job, but I did have my writing skills. So I couldn't donate a lot of money to, to Young Care. So I donated my time. I volunteered my time. I went to the office and said, right, here I am, what can I do? And that's what I started doing. I just volunteered my time yeah. as a writer. And that's that's how I started um, working with Young Care and became involved with the organisation. And it's been a long, long journey with Young Care, um, and that's that's really how I got involved with this organisation all those years ago. Mm. 
and how I came to know the founders and yourself and why I'm so incredibly grateful that you guys did the work that you did all those years ago and are still doing the work that you're doing today because I just think it's magnificent. There are so many young people in aged care who shouldn't be there and even though I wasn't in an aged care facility, it bloody sucks to be surrounded by lovely old people but they don't know what it's like. It's absolutely horrific, the stats that are out there for young people who are going into aged care and don't have an alternative. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you and the guys, the founders, did back in the day, Mm. back at Sidman Park when I was there. I remember the opening and just being so, so grateful. So thank you again. And thanks very much for being on the very first episode of our podcast. No problems at all. And no, I appreciate your kind words. And look, it, it's it's a long time ago now. And yeah, what we did, um, we couldn't have done without the support of so many. And I think that's the important thing is the, the organisation has gone on and, and it was designed to sort of go on really once we realised there was a big need. And, um, and to do that, you really need um, the support of so many, whether it's, you know, in the community, whether it's the business community, whether it's media, government, you know, everyone's part of a com- that community. And I think, you know, to, to solve a a big problem, you need, you know, everyone to sort of uh, provide um, or, or to, to play a part. And I think that's what Young Care has really done is provide a vehicle for people to be involved in and to play their part in a solution. And that solution doesn't happen overnight and can't happen overnight, but it really is setting the standards for what a solution can look like. And, um, and I think that's the thing we're most proud of is 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 starting an organisation that others have taken on to, to, to really be there for people who need it. It's a really great community you guys have got here and I yeah, encourage everyone to, to jump on the website and, and have a look at what Young Care are doing because it, it is a fantastic community for young Australians and, and other people who do want that support in the home or other places. So thanks again, David. My pleasure. Fast forward 18 years and Young Care is still paving the way in creating inclusive communities. The organisation builds age-appropriate, quality homes for people with disabilities, provides grants for vital equipment and life-changing home modifications, or to transition people with disabilities out of institutions and back into the community where they belong. And the Young Care Connect team provide free information and advice to families navigating the very complicated disability sector. Lisa had a wonderful conversation with the CEO, Greg Johnson, and here's what they chatted about. Yeah, I guess uh, for a long time we've really focused on getting young people out of aged care into young care homes or, or helping them um, um, stay in their own homes. Um, but I think more and more these days we've got to get these young people out, out into communities, out into bars, galleries, theatres, restaurants, sporting venues, whatever. There's been such an investment made to create wonderful homes, but that's just the first part. You know, if to give people choice, dignity, control, they should have also the ability to to get out um, and that brings a whole raft of issues with it but it's really important that we don't want people just staying inside these beautiful homes. We want them out in their communities and meeting people and doing things that, that we all take for granted. Love that. Absolutely love that. It's a okay. stereotype that we all we all sit at home in our pyjamas yeah. and yeah. <laughs> don't no. leave the house no. but, no, we love we love going to concerts and all, yeah. all those other things. Absolutely. That, all the all the non-disabled people do as well. So, what yeah. what sort of things are young care residents and 
other people, what what sort of things do you try and to get people out to do? Yeah, well, a, a recent example is, um, this might sound odd, but we were one of the sponsors of the Big Sound uh, Music Conference here in Queensland, which is the biggest music conference in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, that's a classic where we've had some of our residents and grant recipients attend music concerts. Cool. Now, easier said than done sometimes, but, you know, um, when we have those tickets available, they flock to them. It's wonderful. Um, the other big one, I guess, is even just sports events or sometimes just shopping. You know, we, we work really hard with a range of people, but just getting people out into the community so they can go shopping or whatever it might be. So, yeah, but Big Sound was a great one. We had some wonderful um, of our residents turn up and enjoy uh, wonderful music concerts in Brisbane. As... As CEO, as a leader, I think it's really, really awesome. I'm, I'm always banging on about this. As leaders need to step up and I suppose for things like accessibility, when other people when other people aren't doing yeah. it and those sorts of things. So what advice would you offer to whether it's a venue organiser or a HR manager or somebody like that for how they can be accessible yeah. or, or things like that? Yeah, I, um, that's a really good point, Lisa. I think for us it's from listening to those with lived experience. Um, Once you have that and people can tell you the the challenges they face on a day-to-day basis, then we can be the voice for them and quite literally the voice for them. So so for venue operators and, um, you know, employers, listen to that lived experience first, whether it's inside your own organisation or if you don't have people with disability in the organisation, come talk to us or other providers and get that lived experience advice first. And we're doing that now some organisations, but... A long way to go, but I think don't assume. Um, yep. We're at a venue last week where um, they provided the access for people to get in, but when people would go to the bar to order a drink, of course, if they're in a chair, they can't see above the bar. Yep. So it's it's not just getting into the venues as an example. It's, it's a raft of other issues. It's not just having accessible bathrooms. It's, you know, it's where are the bathrooms? And there's a million things. But so my only advice would be listen to lived experience first and never make any assumptions and then retest constantly along the way because you'll continue to find out small things that can be done better. Uh, such good advice. Lived experience first. And Absolutely. if you can't get lived experience, get in a consultant or get yep. in that, that lived experience. And it's not just lived experience from one one person, one person can't speak for everybody. Exactly, myself or uh, you know one one disabled person does not speak for the entire entire community. That's Absolutely. really, really, really solid advice. So, Greg, can you give us an idea of how many young people are in aged care at the moment? Yeah, um, the number is coming down, Lisa. Um, only a few years ago, it was in the twenty thousands. Um, it's it's much less than that now. It's it's just under three thousand. But that's the iceberg thing. It's the iceberg principle. We can see those those uh, two or three thousand young people. We know where they are, so to speak. But what we have no idea of in Australia is how many young people with severe disabilities are living at home today with the ageing parents. Um, now, these when I say ageing parents, these might be sixty, seventy, and eighty year olds um, in homes that aren't equipped. They don't have hoists, don't have hydros, don't have ramps, don't have rails. So that is a big problem just on a quantum. I would suggest there's well over 20,000 of these in Australia today. Um, And that's inappropriate accommodation as well. Their parents still love them, but it's it's inappropriate accommodation when it can't service their needs. These are the young folk that rarely get out 
because mum and dad don't have a car to do so or they don't have ramps to allow it. So that's the big thing that I'm really worried about and I do mean that. You know, the problem that Young Care was built to solve, young people living in aged care, that gradually we're getting through that. But behind it there's this second wave and it's many, many more thousands. And I had a chat with a fellow just a, a while ago that his words were, I'm just a broken hip away from me living, from me living in aged care with my daughter. And that's a true story from the Gold Coast. And that rocked me because I thought, wow, this is this is a classic example of a dad wanting to do the right thing. Yep. But his home is inappropriate for her needs as he gets older. So, yeah, that's the big one for me. Like, <clears throat> we'll try and solve those as best we can. Uh, we'll get uh, the sector, I mean, not young care. Um, but it, it's a big issue. Yeah, I, I'm aware of, aware of people in the sector, have friends who I'll, you know, won't name who I, who I know of. Yep. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a tidal wave and, and when it hits, it's, it's not going to be, yeah. it's not going to be pretty. So yeah. I, um, I know there's a lot of work to be done before yeah. that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a double whammy, Lisa. I mean, let's say the worst comes the worst and the parent slash carer goes to aged care, you know, you've got to then have this young person that may well go with them, you know, and that's that's the stuff that we've, we've got to get a mind around and start educating and encouraging these ageing parents to, you know, allow their child um, to, to move to separate accommodation yep. because some of their parents are, particularly culturally, we, we know examples, a particular part of Sydney where, Culturally, if you have a disabled child, you must look after them. Yes. And great intent, but with it, when the parents turn 70 and 80, um, it's, it won't end well. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, that's, that's the thing, I suppose, with when there's the, the intersections with whether it's cultural or for some, for some other reason, with, when, the, when the intent is there as well, it's, it puts a, a whole new layer of complexity around around different things and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Lisa, I've got a question for you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so some time ago, uh, Young Care was looking at its ambassadors and we had a glaring hole in that, in that we didn't have an ambassador with lived experience and we tracked you down um, and we thought you would be perfect fit for Young Care for a raft of reasons. Um but why, why was it important for you to accept that ambassador role for Young Care? I have loved Young Care and I do for a long, long time, well before your days. And I suppose I got involved with Young Care back when I first began, back when the very first Sydney Park residence opened. I was there when it when it launched and when it was opening, all the all the dignitaries, all the very, very important, there were some politicians and the founders are all up there on stage and saying their thing. And I remember looking at all the people on stage and saying, there are no people there with disabilities. Oh, wow. This is wrong. There should be people there with disabilities. There's, there's no one there with lived experience. And so me, foolishly, and I, I was <laughs> completely sober, mind you, <laughs> I wheeled around the back and passed all the techies and over the cords and grabbed a microphone and jumped on stage and said, everybody, I want to tell you how important young care is and just burst into tears. And it was one of those ugly crying moments, like what if Paltrow had at the Oscars or something. <laughs> and um, 
that was that was back then and um, that's going back over over 10 years ago and I suppose even even back then it was really really important to me that people with lived experiences had a had a voice at at all of all of these these sorts of events so and that's that's still today continued continued on and um yeah I've I've always always loved the sort of work that that young care young care has done um having getting young people out of out of aged care because I've had had my own experiences in not aged care but being in a situation yeah. where I was surrounded by people who are old enough to be my my grandparents and yeah. they were lovely but we you know, had nothing in common. Yeah. So, well, we are so glad that you chose to um, be ambassador um, and you know, giving us the insights from a lived experience perspective. Also, hosting today, uh, supporting events. We're blessed to have you, and we really do appreciate everything you do for young care. Well, thanks very much for being on the podcast today, Greg. It's been fantastic speaking with you, and thank you again for all of the fantastic work that you're doing here at Young Care. Thank you, Liz, and thanks you uh, for hosting us. Very excited to have you on board, and much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to That Was Unexpected. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, then hit subscribe wherever you get your fix. Have any questions or topics that you'd love for us to tackle? Great. Email podcast at youngcare.com.au. We can't wait to hear from you. Check out our show notes for transcripts, video recordings, and to find out more about our guests, plus the useful resources they share. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, X and LinkedIn at Oz. Let's not forget an inclusive community is everyone's business. So let's keep working together to break down barriers and smash some stereotypes.